This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Fender Bender on Joy 94.9. Revving up the weekends with news and views on all things motoring. Yes, welcome once again to another edition of Fender Bender. Tim Nicholson here with you with a couple of very wonderful gentlemen here in the studio with me. Uh, looking very forward to your company for the next hour. It's Joy's very own motoring show. We've got lots to talk about, heaps to get through. We're even going to talk about how sexy Toyota is. We've done it before. We are going to do it again. Uh, big thanks, of course, to Luke and the gang. They'll be back next week. Um, now, Mike, we are joined in the studio by the very lovely... Fian Tor. Hello. You're too kind. Hello. <laughs> Look, How are you, you? I think you actually are too kind. <laughs> I might be. I don't, I don't know if he's that. <laughs> we love you, Tim. It's all right. Thank you. How's things? You well? I'm very well, yes. Yeah, we haven't seen you in a few weeks. It's been a while. Mm. I've been dri- driving some sick cars. Have you? And I don't mean in the, you know, <laughs> catching a cold. I mean, like, you know, like yeah. fully sick. Fully sick. Oh. So. Have you been cutting some trap laps? Uh, look, I don't like to kiss and tell, but yes. Um, yes, I have. <laughs> I don't like to kiss and tell, but yes. That's how I roll. <laughs> yeah. I don't like to kiss and tell, but I'm totally going to yeah. kiss and tell. <laughs> That's, yeah. Yeah, which we might be talking about a little bit later on, some of those cars that you've mm. uh, had a bit of a spin in, which is yes. good. Well, I hope you haven't had a spin. You've just driven them. Just, um, just driving. Yep. Yeah, yep. exactly right. Um, now, big. we've got to say a big thank you to all of our wonderful listeners as well. Uh, yesterday saw the indeed, end indeed. of uh, 2015 Radiothon. So, I, I wish Huge. I was smart enough to work out how to do a round of applause on the new machine we have here, but I don't and I can't. <laughs> so let's just give everyone a round of applause, shall we? Woo-hoo. Congratulations, you. Lots of money raised mm. and all to a wonderful cause. So Jesus. thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, whoever will find out, I think, next week or, no, in a couple of weeks, who's going to win the Smart 4-2, who's going to be zipping around that town is cool. in a little smart, which is very, very exciting. Um, you will look smart if you do it. Oh, shut up, Tim. Just shut up for once <laughs> in your stupid life. Um, Love it. All good. Now, lots happening this week. We're going to have a bit of a chat a bit later about some uh, some funky little brands on the rise in Australia, um, and one very massive brand that is, I don't know, I don't know, I don't think it's on the rise. Toyota's just kind of they're pumping. Yeah, they are they pumping. Pumping their time. The blood in their veins is yep. just. Oof. Honestly, you cannot stop it. It's all too much. Wow, that's a very outlandish <laughs> thing to say about Toyota. That's a bit saucy, <laughs> isn't it? I'm feeling a little warm in hey, here, guys. They've got a little bit of hot stuff. Let's yeah, give them a little that's bit of true. credit, and we'll have a we'll have a chat about that later. But first up, guys, now we've had uh, this week a, mm. a, a bit of uh, uh, brief news. Hyundai have finally, finally confirmed that they're going to have a little subcompact crossover, like a, a, a Trax rival. But the name, <laughs> oh yeah. boy. It's going to be called the Hyundai Creta, as in the island of Crete, the yes. Greek island of Crete. So I thought it was with an A. I thought oh. it was Creta. Mm. Is that how you pronounce it? Well, I spoke to Hyundai's PR boss, and he laughed at me and said, "Oh, that's a good one." So clearly, that's not how you oh, pronounce so it. It's Creta, as in it's Creta, excreta. But here's that's the, all I think about well, is excreta. Here's the thing: so this thing's based on a Chinese market <laughs> car called the iX25, mm. which is already on sale there, but nowhere else. Yeah. And it taps into that booming micro SUV market mm. that Hyundai has been sorely missing from. The story for Australia, though, is a bit unusual because Hyundai Australia 
we spoke to the boss of Hyundai Australia not long ago mm. and he said, oh, it's a few years away. And then this thing comes out yeah. and then Hyundai Australia says, yeah. we don't know if it's coming here or not, which tells me that perhaps there's a little bit of confusion as to exactly what this car is and where it's going to be made and where it's going to be sold. And it's kind of a bigger story with, with Hyundai in Australia at the moment because there's a there's a light commercial ute happening in America called the Santa Cruz and mm. we don't know if we're getting that. There's a big van in Korea called the H350 not coming to Australia. There's the next generation i20 light car, which is one of Australia's top-selling light cars at the moment. The new one in Europe, made in Turkey, probably not coming here because it's too expensive. There's mm. the i10 below that, not coming here too expensive. It's almost like Hyundai hasn't quite, as Hyundai has grown and got bigger and better and stronger, it hasn't quite figured out how to get its cars into all the markets. Yeah. And this is another example of you know, Hyundai has these cool things coming, maybe with daft names, mm-hmm. but we don't know if we're going to get them here. Mm. It's sort of a bit of a trend that I've been noticing. I don't know what Hyundai is doing, but it doesn't seem to be doing it very well. No, it is weird. And then they, but then they have things like you know they've got two mid-sized cars in a yes. you know a segment that's arguably on the decline. You and know? they have that in several segments where they sort of double up. And, yeah. And, and and you know you wonder will they continue with this where they have two similarly sized cars in one segment? Is yeah. it is it feasible in the long term? Yeah, I just think as long as they bring a car in called the Cretan, I think that's a good thing. I think that's a great thing. Look, it is positive, let's be honest. We're all going to have a lot of fun with that. I can't think of any like more recent horrible names of cars. I'm mm. sure there have been. Um, and, you know, if, if, if you you could think of a, a car name over the years that is absolutely well, the, foul. The problem is it's all numbers in. now, numbers and letters, yeah. well, which is playing mm. it safe. Yeah, you know, it is, it is. Because if you have a name, you can be offensive. The Mitsubishi Pajero being the perfect example. Mm, that's right. Sold as the Shogun because Pajero in Spanish means yep. something rather. Pajero. Yeah. yeah, so something you know, it's less Look it risky. Up on Google. You may as well give yeah. your car a number rather than a than a, than a name because mm. it's less risky. Exactly. Um, now, something else we saw this week actually was a bit exciting is the next Opel Astra, <gasps> ladies and gentlemen. Yes, so yes. Uh, it's the the new generation version. Astra's back. Astra is back. You know, yes, well, weirdly though, obviously in Australia, Holden has just released Holden the Astra. current generation Astra. Which we saw here. We've been through this before on the mm. show. It was here as an Opal, didn't work. Blah blah blah. Now it's back as a Holden in current generation, guys. Now we're seeing the new one. Holden are being a bit weird about what's happening. Oh, don't make any mistake. Holden yeah. is going to bring this car here. Currently, it has the cruise, and it can't not have the cruise because it makes the cruise yeah. here. Mm. But the cruise is selling terribly because it's mm. really really old compared to its rivals. Mm. It may not be made here till the end because there's a brand new cruise coming, but they're going to keep making the old one here. Yeah. It's all a bit confusing. But the bottom yeah. line is Holden will bring this Astra that we've mm. seen here to Australia probably next year, let's be honest mm. about it, yep. because yeah. it knows it has to. And it looks really cool. It does you know, look like good. The current Astra wasn't bad. Mm. It was a decent golf rival, but not quite as schmick. But yeah. the new one, I mean, GM's really gotten on the bandwagon of in-car connectivity now. Like yeah. Its multimedia systems are great. It's, it's all happening. Apple CarPlay and Android link and all that cool stuff that's happening and it looks pretty interesting it's got that you know sort of slick euro look about it and it does. i think it'll do pretty well here people yeah. love the astra badge as well you know yeah it's a pretty pretty well known and well loved badge it is but it doesn't have that i feel like there are some badges that they keep kind of wheeling back or whatever that have um i don't know i don't think they have as positive kind of brand um whatever as the Astra I think it I think you're right with that I think it is really well loved but I think I feel like Holden going forward should start ditching some of the old ones like Barina I think it's time for Barina Corsa? to go yep Holden Corsa yep Sonic don't you think like I think it's time if they want to reinvent themselves as a brand that's desirable mm. which they're not because 
people our generation and a little bit younger, um, generally, their, their parents bought a Ford or their parents bought a Holden because they had to. Nobody wants to do that right, anymore. People right. who are not interested in cars, they're like, I don't want a Holden. My dad had one. Like, mm. why would I want to do and that? And it's not just patriotic to say this. I mean, the Holden Commodore is actually a genuinely excellent car. Mm. But outside the Commodore, Holden's product range, <laughs> it doesn't really lead any segment. Mm. You know, it's not as if its cars are terrible yeah. all the time. It's just that it doesn't really have any cars that absolutely are clearly Kill. the best in segment. Yep. But when it, if it brings cars from Europe, like the Astra, there's every chance that it will yeah. be best in segment again. So, yeah, I think, I think it's lost that cachet. And, you know, names are a massive factor. I and think so. You can say, oh, a name has been around forever, therefore people know about it. But if it's mm. got bad baggage, yep. maybe you don't want that name. Yeah, I knew someone like that. Bit of bad baggage. <laughs> but uh, but that, let's we're not going to go into yeah, yeah. the, the, the point runs deeper than that, too. You talk about uh, younger people mm. uh, desiring cars and whatnot. It's mm. just it's, it's starting to happen less and less. Yeah. Where in Australia, it's not too bad. We're still seeing very positive sales. But think in some countries across the world in the next 10 15 years you'll see car sales really dropping off because young people don't want cars yeah. they don't want to drive they've got great public transport they live in a city they're yeah. urbanized areas there's no need for a car no. and parking's a hassle and so on and so forth so we're going to see a shift i think and we'll see rubbish we'll see a lot more, we'll see a lot more car sharing car sales have been consistently growing year on year on year on year they're at record levels as we speak and any drop off you see in Europe will be easily made up for by growth in markets like China and India car sales around the world will, will maybe, increase rapidly maybe but i think there will be a lot of young people that just are not buying cars they don't have yeah. the passion that perhaps we did i think for, i think it's more of a niche Fords thing and Holdens, i think 18 yeah. 19 year olds like there's still a percentage that love cars but maybe you know 10 20 30 40 years mm. ago it was everybody yeah. loved cars yeah, to a degree because yeah. yeah. it was freedom and it was it was you know the sign of you growing up and yeah. becoming a becoming your own person in mm. a way and mm. maybe that isn't the same as it was yeah I can and see especially that. kids going up around the inner city like you know you, they're just not ever going to need a car yeah no. but then the kids like me growing up in the country i mean you gotta same. have a car and same as and yeah. same as you tim so i mean i think there is there are some people yeah. that will always need cars mega cities no maybe. country people yes yeah yeah exactly Melbourne's not quite a mega city yet, but we'll get there. We'll get there, damn it. I can see a crane out the window. Exactly. Yeah? I mean, they're building stuff. <laughs> Growth is happening, guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, we've got a lot more coming up today on Fender Bender, so please make sure you stick around. And always, always text in if you want to uh, have a chat to us, say hi, or ask us a question that we will attempt to answer. 0427 JOY 949 is the text line, or email on air at joy.org.au. We would always love to hear from you. You are listening to Fender Bender on Joy 94.9. Tim, Mike and Fian here with you on a reasonable Saturday afternoon. It's lovely out there. Is it? There's a bit of sun. I feel a bit of sun on my skin when I walked in. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice in the sun. It's Well, we're in winter now. It's all happening. You I know? do have a scarf, though. So. Yeah. you got to in this city. Pretty cool. Tell you what. Um, now, guys, so we uh, it would be remiss of us if we didn't talk about uh, uh, the biggest story in the Australian automotive Seen at the moment, arguably oh. ever. Well, this is it. It's dramatic. It's like an episode it's of Dynasty proper. without the cat fights and it the is dresses. Brilliant. Yes. Although, yeah. who knows where it could go? Well, exactly. I'm looking for a cat fight. But, Luxury um, yachts, oh. cars, superstars, planes, possibly. Oh, it's going to get better and better as time goes on. But so dramatic. Mike, fill us in. <laughs> okay, so all this is alleged at this point. Mm. Destroyed, alleged, yeah. alleged, alleged. I can't state that enough. Uh, Fiat Chrysler has uh, lodged a court case uh, suit against some senior, former senior staffers over what it claims was the misuse of company funds. The total that I've read, 
uh, has been somewhere around $30 million. And it was for allegedly, you know, things like, uh, you know, contracting out work, you know, from that company to an external company at, you know, more or at higher rates than they should have. Mm -hmm. And then it turns out that some people within Fiat Chrysler actually owned an interest in the companies that it was contracting out to. Stuff like that. Or, you know, uh, mobile floating billboards as advertisements was just a word for buying some money yacht and, yeah. and things like this so a little bit giving louis vuitton handbags to yeah. to staffers and, and all kinds of things that are all alleged and are all before the yeah. courts so you know we need to be clear on that these are just yeah. these are charges but it hasn't been confirmed one way or another mm. but it is this soap opera-esque thing mm. of you know the car industry has this kind of glamorous case before it of mm. you know allegedly some people doing crazy things with company money yep it's, 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 I think it's just very disappointing. I don't know what you guys think about if, you know, if these allegations are, are true and, and that's found out. I just think it's sad that, um, you know, I think the automotive industry, like any industry, should be under scrutiny at all times and there should be that kind of transparency. Right. And it's just how, how did this you know, yeah. occur if it occurred. Well, there's, there's, you know, there's greed. Uh, yeah. Greed is something that takes hold of people, and mm. then I guess at a point where one thing I was reading this morning, and, and this is one thing that you know is is, is somewhat known about mm. during the GFC in America, Fiat Chrysler was one of the companies that was struggling, almost yeah. went under. Uh, you could probably say that checks and balances, you know, it would be safe to say weren't as strong as perhaps they could have been. Mm. Otherwise, these things couldn't have happened in the first place, yeah. allegedly. Um, and so, but you've got, you've got, I think just the basic human thing of greed. If you can yeah. do something, sometimes you will. Mm. And it's, I, that I just think is sad, but uh, you know, look at FIFA at the moment. I mean, just oh, getting indeed. off topic here, yeah. but like you just, it's everywhere and it's disgusting. Well, but you know, it's, isn't it? You, you find yourself in a situation where you can maybe get away with something. Well, I mean, who knows how you'd react until you're in that situation. It's true. I thought I could get away with um, bleached hair when I was younger. And I can tell you now, I did not get Touché. away with that. Indeed. Yeah, it was shocking. It's, it, it's interesting, just quickly, some of the uh, the benefactors of this $30 million are people like Shane Warne and Harry Kewell, and they were called ambassadors for the brand, and they got vehicles and all sorts of things. And uh, But apparently they're going to be... Well, well, I mean, you can't blame them. Because no. They, no. Why would they suspect anything was remiss, that's even a, if it was true? Why would they, mm. you know... And that's and they shouldn't. And You know, that's the thing with a celebrity ambassador and they probably wouldn't see what's happening kind of in the back end. I find it interesting that some of that reporting that came out originally was very heavily around those celebrities. I'm like, oh, I don't well, that's know how if that's... Lure did, people in. Oh, totally. That's what, that's what Big photos of Warnie and Liz Hurley. But it was totally. things like, I remember, you know... Being a car journal, and, and, and as you guys are as well, there was an event a few years ago where, you know, there was a, a few journos and a few managers you know, hmm. competed in a, a 24-hour race. Yeah, uh, the Bathurst. Little, little Fiat 500s. Yeah, yeah. And had a segment made for them. 12 at the hour. time, it seemed... 12 hours, sorry. And it seemed... Uh, you know, rather extravagant. You mm. thought this is an interesting move, but surely they can justify it. It's good for press and publicity and things. And it turns out it was quite expensive. And it turns <laughs> out that it was uh, wow, something mm. that not many companies would do. I, yeah. And I believe the uh, the person at the centre of the allegations, Clyde Campbell, was uh, one of the drivers. I think. Yes. Yeah. yeah right. So. And so there there was yeah, definitely it was definitely known that there was a lot of extravagance. But then again, Fiat Chrysler was a company that was tripling its sales in almost overnight. It was they were making money. It was a company that was doing brilliantly in the sales charts, and everyone just thought, well. Mm. You know, they're, mm. they're just promoting their brand. They're a brand yeah. that needs attention. They're spending money, splashing cash to make sure people know who they are. They had good advertising. It was a glamorous brand. Yeah. And, uh, you know, allegedly, perhaps the money that was being used wasn't entirely yeah. used properly. Let me ask you, though, do you do you guys think that this will have, you know, this has got a long way before it's playing out. I mean, we haven't even gone to the first hearing yet. That's mm. happening in a couple of weeks. 
Is this going to impact the brand in Australia? Any of the, those brands? I don't think so. Not a jot. No. no. Not a jot. Uh, I don't think the average Joe probably doesn't really. This is a story that's entertaining to motoring circles. Yeah. And to yeah. interested yeah. In we cars. like it, but everyone and, else and, is... and it's on the front page of The Age or The Daily mm. Telegraph and mm. someone will read it and say, oh, wow. And then They'll I don't think it's, it. it's going to stick in the public consciousness. I think, you know, yeah. some of the Fiat Chrysler brands have, you know, got issues as it is, yeah. you know, with, with things. You know, there's we've heard stories about recalls and things like that. That might have an effect, but I don't think this will have any yeah. effect. Yeah. Yeah. People look at the cars and they go, that's a pretty car. It's a Jeep. It's cool. It's tough. I want one, and yeah. that, that's that's a lot of the time how cars sell. People yeah. like the look of it, and it's yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, look, there's a lot more to come on this, so we and will uh, we will keep you informed, mainly because we want to know. So <laughs> we love the gossip. We do. We do love the gossip. Now, Mike, I believe somebody's texted in uh, earlier. We were talking about car names meaning oh, something yes. else or being a bit dodgy. Go to Google. Yeah, if we've you had want. A, we've had a texter saying a Fiat Ritmo. Uh, which mm. is a car that was never sold in Australia. Uh, it was sold as Strata in the UK and USA as Ritmo was a ladies' sanitary product. Another example. <laughs> I love that. And a, and a great oh, example. Thanks well, for that. Exactly. Savvy move. It there. was actually... I thought it was sold here, the Ritmo, they really the briefly. They had the Bravo. They had the Punto. I think the Ritmo was too. Was it sold yeah, here? Because yeah. I think it was actually the Bravo, oh, yes. but they had to change the name Under of Tico, it. Under Tico, the previous... Sorry, Mike. Yeah. Briefly. You're but wrong. only briefly. Yeah, you're quite right. I, I'm indeed it. wrong, and I, I completely ignore it. Do you know what, though? It's actually a good-looking little thing. I didn't mind. I saw Ritmo recently. I was like, what's that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Italian style. Yeah. Mm. Um, Now, moving right along, speaking of style, let's talk Toyota, boys. Oh, of course. Sex. Sorry. Just say sex and Toyota in the same sentence. Um, Now, uh, so in the last couple of weeks, Toyota's kind of come out on top on a couple of different lists uh, that we get given. Now, one of them is apparently Toyota is the world's most valuable automotive brand. Well, consider this. Volkswagen is the second top-selling brand in the world after Toyota. Mm. Toyota's margins and Toyota's profits and Toyota's uh, giant pile of money that it's sitting on mm. is absolutely... It absolutely dwarfs Volkswagens in mm. every area. Yeah. Like, Toyota's exceptionally good. We kind of laugh at Toyota. We say, oh, you know, they make fridges on wheels. Mm. Uh, and yet they are the top-selling brand in the world and they have more money than any other car company just stashed away. It's crackers. And they've figured it out. You know, most people out there don't really... You know, it's all well and good to make a car that does all these cool, fancy, techie things, which Toyota is increasingly doing as well, I would add. Mm. But it also does the bread and butter stuff so yeah. well that mm. it's just... it could, It's got the Scrooge McDuck thing where you could jump off a pedestal and just fall into a pit yep. of money. That's Toyota. That would be painful. I've thought about that. <laughs> yeah. Swimming through coins, that would it be would painful. Be. When it you dive be. in, you'd just hurt your head. But anyway... <laughs> It's very That's true. an excellent point. But, yes, yeah. yes. So, so but, there's a difference here between being number one selling and having the most valuable brand. Mm. So this study basically yeah. says that the Toyota name mm. is valuable in and of itself. Yeah. It's not about its cars or anything like that. It's how popular this is, yeah. how people know about it. And, and I think it reputation. came in, on the overall list, it was all brands. Apple came out on top and you know, Google Microsoft, second, Google, yeah. IBM were the top four or whatever. Google used to be top, apparently. Yeah, that's it. Now, Toyota was like 30-something. So it, the automotive starts well down the list, yes. which is interesting. Um, but they also, this week, um, they uh, topped, uh, it was just a survey done by Roy, Roy Morgan, I think, um, a list of brands that Australian new car intenders are most fond of. So above BMW. BMW, Mercedes, Audi, all that kind of stuff, Toyota. And on this list, they did a, a, a comparison to the previous year. Out of the three Australian car makers, you know, people that build cars here, Toyota were either up or level, but um, the only other two that were down on the list were Ford and Holden. 
So no, wow. you know. Well, you know, it's funny, there isn't it? Go, because yeah. the way we look at cars, being new car reviewers, is we drive one and it's new, and we say what's what's interesting and cool and exciting. Mm. But the thing that probably excites, and when I, you know, as a car owner, what would excite me and what does excite me is how is it to service? What are the yeah. dealers like? Yeah. What, what, how does the company treat me? Yeah. Toyota has the cheapest servicing. It's got, I mean, I spoke to the, you know, one of Toyota's senior managers recently who said, you know, we've ordered our salesmen to stop haggling so much with, with customers because customers hate it. We want to, yeah. you know, they, they really understand what customers want. Yeah. So maybe a Corolla isn't exciting, but as a car to own, it's mm. never going to cost you much. Yeah. Mm. It's always going to be reliable. The dealers are really, they have a good reputation by and large, not yeah. entirely. I'm sure there are some bad stories out there. <laughs> but I mean, that probably what excites people to think you know yeah. i don't care about cars it's affordability gonna hurt me to own it's affordability money talks and, and at the end of the day that's why toyota is number one in a lot of places mm. they're reliable they're affordable and yeah exactly right mike it's almost like those recalls remember the massive recalls at the time they were record recalls they were yes. does anyone even remember or and, care and isn't it amazing wow. how strong because toyota is still synonymous with reliability yeah mm. and yet toyota the, you know, it, it had, at the time, you know, GM has now brought, uh, passed it, as has the Takata recall. Mm. But at the time, it was the biggest recall of all yeah. time in motoring. Mm. And, you know, for a very brief window there, it was, oh, wow, Toyota. And then yeah. it was almost forgotten about. It's interesting, it like isn't it? It never it? happened. Yeah. But again, if that was another brand, I think it would have a much bigger impact if it, on If it was Jeep, for instance. Oh. You know, mm. people already, you know, maybe yeah. don't think as highly of brands such as that or some French brands mm. uh, like Citroën or Peugeot. Uh, and, and if they went through that, which they haven't, but if they did, people mm. would lose their minds. And bear in mind, Toyota's not completely beige cardigan wearing these days. They have, all. they have the Toyota 86, which mm. is an affordable rear-drive sports they're car. They're also and the leader in hydrogen technology, arguably. Indeed, indeed. Yep. And there's a new car they're developing with BMW. Mm. And this is going to be a sports car coming out. We wow. don't really know when, but... Akio Toyota, the boss of Toyota, is a race driver. <laughs> he's, he's a petrol head, this he, guy. He's, he's a natural, very, very... He's a very, very highly skilled race driver. He's yeah. competed in a lot of uh, high-end races. Loves performance cars. Wants and he's, performance cars. he's pushing that angle. He wants sports cars with Toyota again, so... And let me ask you, though, because I was wondering about this, and he is, you know, he's very vocal about, you know, injecting some excitement, but do you think in our lifetime we're going to see a Camry or a Corolla that's like... Gee, that that's actually sexy, or that's that's a really exciting car to drive. Like, look at something like in America that Nissan Maxima that they've released. You know, the Maxima has been a pretty dull thing. That is a striking looking car. Yes. It's really interesting and different. They're going after mm. a younger market. Is Akio going to push that with those mainstream models? No, I think what will happen is Toyota will spin off a number of interesting niche products, yeah, like right. the BMW developed sports car, like the '86, like the Mirai hydrogen car, like mm. the next Prius, which will probably look really interesting. Hope so. The bread and butter cars, the Corolla and Camry. Why would you ever risk losing yeah. millions and millions and millions of sales on something that's controversial and polarizing? Mm. It'll look pleasant, it'll look nice, mm. but it's not going to be outlandish, and it would be frankly stupid of Toyota to do that. Mm. You, you can do both. You can have your cake and eat it too. You yeah. Yeah. A stream of reliable, in, you know, just plain Jane, you know, interesting st stuff. And then you have your interesting, amazing stuff on the other stream. And yeah. I think that's what the company will try and do. So yeah. no no spinners, 22-inch uh, rims and <laughs> hey, you can uh, fit those, man. neon lights? Or? You can fit those. <laughs> Only on yours, man. But that's the same. I mean, uh, I think it was oh, somebody high up at Honda said recently something similar, like, are you ever going to kind of razz up your design? And they were like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Why would we? Exactly. Because America, like, they're, they're gigantic in America. Mm. And they've got to kind of be safe over there. Conservative so. styling gets sales because, yeah. you know, a, a large majority of new car buyers are over the age of 50. And yeah. So a lot of people don't want really wild out their designs. And yeah. Things. Which is understandable. Yes. Speaking of wild out there, 
I've got nothing. Uh, <laughs> this is Fenderbender. We do have a lot more coming up in the next 30 <laughs> minutes. So please, please stick around. That's correct. You are listening to Fender Bender. Tim, Mike and Fiona here with you for another 28 minutes or so. It's 4.32 here in Melbourne. 25 degrees. Uh, I'm sorry, I occasionally just... Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yeah. Excellent radio. Yeah. Voice. We need some dodgy sound effects in the background <laughs> and we can be completely hackneyed. Totally. I do have to plan that. Um, you are with Fender Bender, as we said, talking cars, talking Toyota a little bit earlier. We love cars. We, are, we do. We and love, bikes. We love being inside them. Um, uh, yep, we and love being inside a lot of things, don't we? <laughs> we do. Oh, we what? do. <laughs> Cars. Fian yeah. really is the king of subtlety. He is. Subtle humour goes right over <laughs> Fian's head. But speaking of bikes, this year we will be doing another bike show. When? I can't answer that. But we will be doing another bike show. Can I be there? Yeah. Sick. It's kind of my way of asking you. <laughs> um, now, yes, we were talking right. about Toyota, the biggest car maker in Australia Toyota. by a long, 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 long margin. But... There are a few other little players, Mike Costello. Yeah, we're looking at the opposite end of the spectrum. So, <laughs> so you know, one thing that excites me and doesn't excite very many of my colleagues is... Mike has his sales sheet out. Yeah, when VFAX, I, I'm every you. month VFAX, yep. it's called VFAX, is run by the Federal Chamber of Automotive Industries. It's mm. a measure of all the registrations of all the cars in a given month mm. and in a given year. So you can say what's selling well, what's growing, what's mm. shrinking, what's doing what, what segments are up, what segments are down, brands that are doing well, all these different trends you can find. One of the interesting ones that I spotted last month was at the opposite end of the market from Toyota, some of these niche players. So the whole market is up about 2.5% this year. So it's going okay. It's mm, going a little well. bit. Not as much as, as it was a couple of years ago, but it's better than last year. Right? And there's a lot of brands in the market. Most fragmented competitive market in the entire world. And this is, this is exactly 60 where this... 60 plus, yeah? Yeah, and this is exactly where this comes in. Mm. Because we're seeing this trend of niche outsider, left of center, yet affordable European brands, brands that perhaps some people at one point might have looked down their nose at, mm. growing at well above the industry rates. I'm talking brands like Citroen, up almost 20% Very this left year. of center. I'm talking yeah. Mini, up 65% this year. What? Peugeot, up 8%, not so much, but still four times uh, the industry rate. Renault, up 28%, and Skoda, up 36%. These are five brands that, you know, they're, they're French or they're Czech or from the UK uh, that probably, you know, aren't that widely known. Mini, maybe, but the others not that widely mm. known, and yet they're growing at rates that put most other brands to complete shame. Mm. And I don't know whether you'd call it enough to, to call it a trend, mm. but you look at a lot of other European brands, sort of blue-chip European brands, Maserati, Porsche, Ferrari, uh, Mercedes-Benz, BMW, Audi, they're all up heaps as well. Yep. But at the lower end, the second-tier Euro brands, they're, they're doing equally well. I find mm. it really interesting that perhaps people are starting to realise they've got options outside of just Mazda, Hyundai and Toyota yeah, or yeah. Holden. And those brands are all doing well too. But, you know, you've got other options and they're a bit yeah. weird and a bit wacky. And, and it's probably because we've seen these brands doing things they weren't doing in the past. Yeah. Citroen mm. has a six-year warranty now, which is second only to Kia mm. as far as warranties go. And that probably will allay a lot of the stresses that you might have about owning a French car. Yeah. You've got Mini now has a five-door Mini, you know, an actual Which I'm mini seeing hatch. everywhere. Yeah. It's and a it's, great car. We've all driven it and it's a very good car. Is it? I love it. I think it's pretty good. I, know, don't, that, that, I don't care for those extra doors. <laughs> that, well, I don't care about the doors, but that three-cylinder turbo oh, engine yeah. and it wobbles the car Ooh, yeah. a bit and it throbs and, you know... <laughs> Hello. Whatever. And we've got, you know, the new Peugeot 308, which is almost up there with the Golf for the best in class. The Renault is doing vans now. It's doing Clio's for 16 mm. grand drive away before you even haggle, which mm. is an absolute bargain. And their cars are getting better too as well. Let's yeah, not... Yeah, they're all right. 
Who, yeah. Renault? I'm not a sold on I, Renault I as a lot of people, Renault's. to be honest with you, but they're okay. Mm. Yeah, they look uh, cute. yeah. The Clio looks yeah. really cool. It looks funky, and that's the secret to its success. I mean, yeah. Skoda is, is really one to watch. It's finally getting its act together here. Yeah. New Octavia it's been a is long great. Time. The new Fabia launches next month. And it's a, I would mention, it's a, it's a light car, about you know sub 20 grand. It's going to have standard autonomous brake, just going to have mm. Apple CarPlay, one of the first cars to have that. It's going to be a really, really good option, yeah. maybe the best in class. It's got all these interesting things coming out. Mm. So that's a company sort of on the up and up. I and noticed their, their uh, Rapid, which we <laughs> named as one of the under underappreciated cars last year Great in name. the Fender Bender um, Raddest Car of the Years. Um, is well up as well. Like, it doesn't sell many, so no, it's It's, it's quite easy to grow from a base that low. Again, great little car. I just love the names. Skoda Rapid, yep. Skoda Superb. I mean, that's... Wow, that's a, yep. a lot to live up to there. Exactly. Yeah, I actually, I when I was in yeah, Europe last fabulous. time, I drove the new Gen Superb, which yeah. isn't here yet, but it will be before the good? end of the year. It's, it's really good. Yeah. Really, really, it really good. It looks nicer. Yeah. It looks a lot nicer. But I just find it really interesting that Aussies appear mm. to be... And look, we're talking tiny numbers here. We're talking yeah. tiny, tiny, tiny numbers. They're off a small base, yeah. Exactly. Like Renault is the biggest of those five brands, and mm. it's the 16th biggest brand in the country. You know, mm. brands like Citroen are in the 30s or 40s. So these are a long way down the yeah. totem pole. It's not like in Europe where these brands dominate and they're yeah. everywhere. But they are growing and they're growing at a rate that dwarfs most other companies mm. it's really interesting to see that people are starting to realize they've got a lot of other options out there yeah and look i think a lot of those options are are, are quite affordable gone are the days when it was yep. you know uh, i'm, I'm going to buy a european car and it's going to be a bmw or something like that and, and which is 10 still or 20 grand premium right right now premium. drive away you pay yeah. the same for a polo or a renault mm. clio as you would for a barina or a kia Rio. Mm. they're yeah. exactly the same price yeah. 15.990 drive away all of them and even that segment above that the 308, they've just readjusted their pricing. 2199. Oh, honestly, love that. The Corolla cylinder. It's the same as the Corolla. Yeah. And, and and the days and the exchange rate might hurt that in time. Yeah. The Golf is now the third biggest selling small car. Mm. It outsold the Hyundai huge. i30 last month. Yeah. So, you know, the days of, it's really interesting that you're touching it. The days of European cars being only premium products. Yeah. Nope. Mm. Nope, nope, nope. Which is interesting, though, because then as far as them kind of positioning themselves branding wise, they can't really say that they're a BMW competitor anymore, can they? Like your Renaults and that kind of thing. They're not. Yeah. And the brands that you know, do. So Volvo is one that comes to mind. Yeah. Volvo is down 30% this year. And Volvo yeah. for a long time, in my opinion, has been overcharging and, and has been charging the same rates for its cars as mm. Audi and BMW does. And in my opinion... In some case, more. Yeah. And, in, yeah. and look, Volvo would obviously argue and a lot of owners would, but in my opinion, it mm. shouldn't be charging much. that much. Mm. And its sales are really down. And I think it's reflective of the point that you just make. Mm. You know, some people don't take... Just because it's European <laughs> doesn't automatically mean it's premium. Yeah. Well, what do you think, dear listeners? Is it a case of you see something like a Citroen or a Peugeot? Are they more appealing? to you now mm. send us a text and yeah. uh, let us know 0427 joy 949 or email on air at joy.org.au uh, they are the ways to contact us but I mean you know a lot of uh, I would say people in the industry are probably more interested in buying something that's a little bit quirky or a little bit um, I, I know I personally would prefer to not have a car that every single other person has Mazda 3 is a terrific car one of the best in the class very very good I don't want to buy one <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I would personally, yeah. I want something that's a bit. That's why I'm attracted to the Rapid. No one's got one. <laughs> I like it, and a great name. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you know, there there really is that as well, and that's that that's a big thing I think in in not just Australian culture, but in all cultures of having something that nobody else has, or not many other people have. And this is why VFAX is interesting, Finn, because you can all these trends that you can start, <laughs> see. Do you not care for it? Do you? No, get... of course. I yeah. have to. I have to work with it too. But you have to. I just don't want to talk about it here. Really, it's funny now because I'm with you, Mike. I, I, I get. I don't get excited when it comes out, but 
I do. And my, and, and my publication is one other guy that's the same as me. Yeah. And everyone else is just like, oh, God. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're going, ha it's Woo! the best day of the month. Yeah. Lockdown. It's, it's yeah. basically like the uh, the ARIA charts of cars. It tells you who's winning, who's the most popular. So it is, in a way, it is. Yeah. It, 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 of course, it's important. That is important. And, uh, but anyway, moving that's on. That's very true. So, yeah, get in touch, 0427JOY949 or email on air at joy.org.au. We do uh, love to hear from you. We've got a lot more coming up very, very shortly. Hi, this is Kylie Minogue, and you're listening to Joy 94.9. You sure are, Kylie Minogue. Oh, my God, it's so good to have you in the studio. Hi, Kylie. Oh, she's so pretty. She's shy. She doesn't want to say anything else. She's She's totally there, though. She drives drives a, a car. Often I do see Kylie in... When she's in Melbourne, she is being she in? driven in an Audi A8. Oh, very nice. She doesn't need all that legroom. $200,000 worth Does of she? beautiful luxury mm, from Germany. Oh. Exactly. Anyway. Why not? Why yeah. not? Uh, now, uh, we've had uh, we've had a text in, Michael. We've had a couple of texts in. Excellent. We've had uh, Michael from Geelong saying, I'm waiting to take delivery of a brand new Mini 5-door and I can't wait. Good not on Not interested you. in driving something else the same as everyone else, which is... Good point. Exactly yeah. the point we're making. Yeah. I'm glad somebody else agrees. We've also had an email from Gary in Brisbane saying... Uh, Gary and Philip from Brisbane. Uh, Gary loves his 500 Pop, Fiat 500 Pop. Great car, and Philip has a Volkswagen Passat. The the 500 Pop is especially mm. another example of a little left-of-centre city car that probably... Yeah. Well, it does sell quite well, actually, these days. Yeah. It's yeah. right up there with the best. But for a long time, it was a real niche car, and yeah. it certainly looks like nothing else on the road. So I see that, yeah. You see them everywhere. There's another car I, I don't I like them. everywhere. I, mean, oh, yeah. I, I live in South Melbourne, work in Richmond, very, you know, CBD area, and having one of those for a week, that little Pop, I mean... Oh, that'd be perfect. It was great. Oh, they're, yeah. they're, they're very cheap now, and yeah. they do sell quite well. But for a long time, they didn't. Yeah. You know, so it's yeah. only a recent thing. Do you know what's going to be interesting, just really quickly on a side note? What is going to happen with the next Fiat 500? And when is well, that Well, it's the same happen? as the Volkswagen Beetle when they brought the Beetle back. Do you know what Mini. I mean? There's yeah. three generations yeah. of Mini now, very evolutionary. Yeah. And because the 500 is based on the Cinquecento, it has to look a certain way. Yeah. I can't see them going... It'll be slightly that. different headlights, I think. Do you reckon? Yeah, yeah, it'll, it'll have a new platform and decent new engines. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, the funny thing tech. is, the, uh, the 500 might be technically in its first generation since it was reborn, mm. but it's a completely different car. It's got new engines, new interior, new features, you know. Mm. Uh, so you have, they've kind of updated it rather yeah. than having all new ones coming out. Mm. Yeah. Whereas Mini, because they're using BMW's money, has a whole new platform. It has a whole new yeah. everything. It's a bit different. But yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, we will see. We will wait and see. But, bring bring um, that on. Exactly right. Now, Fian, speaking of bringing things on, mm. you have had quite the uh, fun few weeks recently, I yes. believe. I yes. Had a, I had a Tasmanian adventure. Awesome. Uh, in Love Van Diemen's Land. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so I wish they kept it as Van Diemen's Land. It's a cool, yeah, right. more dramatic it is a totally. it is. And they had a, I wish they kept Melbourne as Batmania. Yeah, yeah. It used to be called yeah. Batmania. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. Awesome. Mm. Might pass on that one, but... Uh, <laughs> Batmania in Van Diemen's Land? Come on. It's <laughs> the best ferry trip ever. So, uh, my publication, Motoring, we got 15 cars together, mm. all performance cars. So, we got Porsches, we got Mercedes, Ooh. we got, uh, you know, all the fast stuff. And we put them on a boat, Spirit of Tassie, and we went across to Tassie to do this giant test. And uh, one of the coolest and worst things about the whole adventure was the boat trip over anyone who's ever been on the spirit of tassie i'm sure it's you know it's it's quite nice sometimes and it's quite tranquil and there's you know there's a restaurant there and the food's pretty good and yeah that's cool but when there's a four meter swell and another four meter waves on top of that it's uh it's like the apocalypse is raining down on you and uh, yeah, yeah yeah a lot of vomit so oh wow it was bad Oh, so I'm like I've heard I, I'm oh. I'm too terrified to go on it. 
on that boat. It, it, it made the whole yeah, test yeah. more of an adventure because it was like we had to go through some, you know, Bermuda Triangle cyclone. Yeah. You know, it was just Did ridiculous. you have a bit of a vomity experience? Not myself, no. I actually quite enjoyed it. I'm lying in my little bed. I'm absolutely not surprised it's, by that. The boat's going, you can feel it go down the wave and I'm lifting up out of my bed. I can feel the G-forces. It was phenomenal. And then the the boat bangs on the bottom of the... Oh, it was... I think it's one of the roughest ferry trips anywhere Is in it? the world because Bass Strait's a pretty nasty little bit of water. Unforgettable. So, yeah. But we got there. We were all fine and we tested these cars and we had rain, we had snow. It was just full on. We had a day at a racetrack as well, so we really got to put the cars to the test. We had a couple mm. of V8 supercar drivers help us out with that. that oh, was, really? That was cool. Who? Anyone? anyone? Uh, a guy called Luke Yulden oh, who yes. does the uh, endurance racing. So he okay. does like Great Bathurst fella. 1000 and yeah. stuff like that. And uh, and so, yeah, he was our fast guy. But it was just – it felt like a really, really cool adventure by mm. the end of it. Everyone yeah. was just really – yeah. Oh, wowza. We were a little bit cold. It was freezing. Yeah, right. But we uh, we found a winner, and the winner was, I'll give it yeah, away, please. it was the Porsche Cayman GTS. The Cayman? The Porsche Cayman so was that's the their, winner. No, I don't want to say bargain basement, because that's not correct, well, but it's their entry-level sports well, car, yeah, would you say? entry-level coupe. And, yeah. you know, that is such a good choice, I have to say, because I've driven that car as well, and it's... Mm. Flawless. Is it? It, it is, is yeah. so it good. It is just flawless. If you like driving, get yourself a Porsche Cayman. Yeah. Because just anyone can totally get yeah, exactly. Well, you know, if you're, if <laughs> you're pretty loaded. Affordable. If yeah. you're loaded. Yeah. If, you, if you're not loaded, get yourself a Ford Fiesta ST. Out of 15 cars, this $26,000 car came fifth. Really? Top five. It it blew everyone away. Yes. So this, this little $26,000 turbo Ford... Yeah, Mate, it's, it. It love was it. right up there in the Raddest Car of the Year awards as well. It's a great I little thing. Yeah, great little thing. Yeah. Massive fan of that car. Yep. Where did what? the '86 finish? Or did '86 finished eleventh? Really? So it beat it beat the Lexus RCF. It beat the Falcon XR8. It did quite well. The yep. Lexus RCF. Yeah. I love it. I, I kinda, love it. I kind of like it. Yeah, I'm a big fan. But when there's 15 judges and they're all voting, it's like oh, know, yeah, I'm, a lot of people didn't. How many judges? Well, there wasn't 15 oh. judges, but there was yeah. 15 people driving cars that had a, had input. An opinion. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that'd be hard. God, can you imagine? <laughs> was there anything that you were surprised by out of the vehicles you guys were driving? The biggest surprise for me was probably the Jaguar F-Type. Okay. So this is, Why that was surprise? the most expensive there, about 230 grand or something. Mm. Uh, surprised because it's huge supercharged, five litre V8, mm. rear wheel drive. It rained the whole time. You'd think something like that would be a death trap on yeah, wet right. and even snow-covered roads. It was actually really good. And it's it's showing that, hey, the Brits are now bringing the game back to the Germans yeah. and the Italians in terms of their sports car offerings. And it's it's great to see. It really is. is that, was that the all-wheel drive one? No, no this is not even. Yeah, so we get the all-wheel drive one. I think it's a launch soon. Yeah. So it's coming to Australia very soon. This is the rear-wheel drive one. Yeah. Not bad, not bad for an Indian car. Oh, hey, it's it. no, built, no, it's, it's a good thing. In the UK, uh, yeah, no, yeah. Tata has but done Tata a brilliant job as have. owners of Jaguar. Yeah. basically giving Jaguar a mm. bunch of money. Well, they said throwing we're going to leave you yeah. alone. Do you? Yeah. Not going to tell you how to do your job because you're yeah. better at it than most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think? Yeah. Actually, the, the products are amazing. I as love a, the F Type. As I said, I drove the uh, new Jaguar XE, which is their oh, three yes. series rival yeah. in Spain about two months ago. I'm hearing good things. It is phenomenal. It is going to give the BMW 3 Series a run for its money in really? terms of dynamics. Mm. I don't think it'll match the C-Class for luxury. Right. That interior is very nice. But Yeah. It's all on Jaguar. the way up. Let Jaguar me ask you, good. As well, was there anything that disappointed you on the uh, that uh, trip? Well, apart from the XR8 supercharger exploding and had to go back Ooh. on the back of a tow truck, that That's was a awkward. shame. Um, 
The Renault Megane RS275 Trophy R. Yes. Very long name, but this is the sports car model. They've taken the back seats out. There's oh, no sand yeah. damping. It's got special Olin's suspension. Right. This, I drove that on Nürburgring in Germany. It was incredible. Mm. Drive it on the wet, on semi-slick tyres in Tassie, and it wasn't incredible. So in the dry, if the conditions had been different, yeah, it would have done a lot different better. Story. It would have got, I think it came 10th. Okay. So I think it would have been top five if... Wowza. So that was that was really exciting to uh, see. Yeah. You know, what is Australia's best driver's car? Yeah, and you guys have named it. Well, I've been just thinking now, I can't think of what What's I yours? would. Well, this is what I do. What would you think, Mike? Have you got a. Australia's your best head? driving Yeah. Car. Mirage? <laughs> Mitsubishi Mirage, right? The sedan. Suzuki, sedan. Suzuki yeah. Solerio. Yeah. <laughs> you do love the Solerio. Well, no, I, I, we had this chat last week. I mean, I've driven. Mm. You know, I, you know, I'm lucky enough to drive a lot of mm. awesome cars, and yet I often have the most fun in the cheapest, yeah. sort of not nastiest, but low end vehicles, like yep. little tiny vans and weird city cars. Mm. I actually get a really real, real rush out of driving something mm. with winding windows and what's that Suzuki no features. van? The Suzuki APV. I had oh, that yes. recently, and I love it. Oh. There's something raw and almost organic about those older style vehicles mm. that you know you can't match with a new car. But that's why that's the cool. Cayman is so good because yeah. the Cayman has that old school feel. You're a part of the car mm, yeah. you know some cars are so good now they're almost too good yeah. it's almost alienating to drive uh, yeah so what's yours Tim uh, do you know what I'm probably going to go This I drove this last year often with my uh, work I tend to give the really scarily um, high end sports cars to someone else in our office because I'm genuinely terrified of doing anything to the car <laughs> so I might just drive it down the street and they go oh, you, you take it you take it I'm quite happy to have a I've got a Hyundai Sonata at the moment that's fine that'll do nice me nice car but uh, last year I drove the base F-type coupe the ent- and I supercharged V6 fell in love with yes, that thing it yes. was white and I wanted to be inside it all day long Okay. Speaking of interesting, <laughs> speaking of interesting European cars, we've actually yeah. had another message from a Tim, another Tim, not our beloved host no. Tim. Uh, saw an amazing looking BMW in the Office Works car park the other day. Uh, you'd call it a sports coupe, all white and slick, and obviously owned, not on show. What is it? Hasn't been promoted much, and what might it have cost? It Ooh. could be a few options. Oh. BMW has a couple of coupes. Be two series? Two series, four series, six series, all coupes, progressively bigger as their numbers climb. It could also be the i8. That's what I was if it was a particularly wild looking car, as in it looked like nothing else you'd ever seen before, like, like a UFO, yes. then it would be the i8, which is a plug in hybrid, almost electric half electric at least supercar that costs about 300 grand Uh, and it's one of the most amazing looking things you can Mm. possibly get Mm. completely unlike anything else on the road and a real you know uh, highlight for BMW so if it was that wacky that's what it was mid-sized it would have been a 4 series if it was really small a 2 series and if it was a big you know luxury cruiser it would have been a 6 series so there's 4 options there 6 series looks pretty wild too that's still a pretty but if it was like a UFO had landed and it had scissor doors doors so but yeah. Mike, quickly, your favourite driver's car? Suzuki APV. Excellent. No, no, no. I, I have to agree with you, Fan. I think the Porsche Cayman is right up there. Yeah, yeah. Mm. excellent. Boys, we've got to shut it down. It's time to go. Oh, We're really? Too much fun, and okay. we have to shut it down. Um, big, big, wonderful thank you to all of our fabulous listeners. Um, also, if you find that you this edition of Fenderbender is not enough, go to uh, joy.org.au forward slash Fenderbender, and you can actually find our podcasts, which are always fabulous as they well. They rock. They do. Next Get up is Techno Gaze as well with Michael and the gang. Now, next week, 
Next week, you are in for a treat because we are going to join with Techno Gaze and talk some techno fun times. So uh, make sure you are listening uh, to that as well. Mike and Fian, thank you so much, boys. It was awesome. Thank it's you, a Tim. It's always thank a Thank you, listeners. Thank you, listeners. This is Tim Nicholson signing off for Fender Bender. Safe driving. This has been a Fender Bender podcast for Joy 94.9, Australia's first and only gay and lesbian radio station. See joy.org.au for more details. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.